Hello and welcome to the Hello Christ everyone. Christ. This is Two Dykes and a Mic. Hello, everyone, welcome to another episode of Fuck Your Podcast, the podcast to end all podcasts. I'm your host, Mike T, and every 10 seconds, someone starts a new podcast. That is a statistical fact, so that's why this podcast exists. We find the podcasters, we turn the microphone on them, and today I've got a good friend, um, another old co-worker, this is uh, two co-workers in a row now, uh, I got the host of Celestial Sex, Chris Deuce. <laughs> You know how to make a guy feel special, T. <laughs> I mean, you're one of two. Well, actually, no, I had Rachel on too, so. And I'm one of I'm seven one of... billion people making podcasts. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Is that, like, everyone I know has one, so. Right. Although, I will say that uh, I've been very excited to have you on, because I, I think, just, like, subjectively speaking, you might have been the most successful podcast. You guys had a write-up in Esquire, right? We did, yeah. That's huge. That was very huge for yeah, us that's massive it was the one huge thing <laughs> um it did not start an avalanche <laughs> uh you guys also have a patreon set up right uh yeah well okay so uh, like we this is interesting we are on pause right now Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Are we your first podcast I think that this is has the first like podcast gone on that, long enough yes. that it needs to take a break? <laughs> yes, yeah. You're definitely you're definitely the oldest podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this is also the first hiatus podcast. Um so before we talk any more about it, Chris, uh, you know, who do you think you are? What what gives you why do you, you know, what what's your story? Why do you have this podcast, you know? These this aggressive line of questioning is hilarious. <laughs> um so I I grew up Mormon, and my podcast, Celestial Sex, is about Mormonism and sex. I Very interesting. Yeah. Fantastic uh, premise. I listened to a couple episodes, and each one is like... It's a quintessential podcast in the sense that it's like... I think podcasts started as a very like intellectual form of entertainment. <laughs> They've devolved now into uh, fuck your podcast, but... Uh, it's, it's very much like it's got humor in it, but it's also like just super interesting. Yeah. So the people that I interview, most of them also grew up Mormon and some of them just grew up in a different, more, uh, like traditional Christian right. faith. I'm trying to think if we have had any like Eastern religion or anything like that. Uh, I think we've interviewed a couple of people who grew up Jewish. Our good friend, Joe Carnegie was right, on a, yeah. an episode. Mm-hmm. He grew up Jewish. And he is Jewish. Um, and uh, so these people, for the most part, have left the faith. Right, right, right. So as far as like a thoughtfulness goes, a lot of the people I'm talking to have spent at least some period of time kind of processing what it was like to grow up religious and have uh, taken a detour and are, yeah. are now questioning their faith and questioning the way that they were taught about sex. Yeah. And are rethinking yeah. um, the the different dogma, the, the, the stereotypes that 
you know, were kind of fed to us mm-hmm. about how Mormons should behave in the bedroom and are are approaching life a little bit differently now that they're probably in like their late 20s, early 30s. The 30s, yeah. yeah. What's interesting, I think, about uh, the guests that I've heard, is, and you specifically, is that like I feel like there's this tendency to be like, I mean, yeah, we we all grew up with some kind of religion, but like, well, fucking never cared about it, and like, I was always like a cool kid, fucking skateboarding ollies over the teachers, but like, that's not true. <laughs> like, you know, we all like it's, it's like we try to erase it entirely, but like it, you know, for at ten plus years of your life, it's part of your life. So it's like you can't go into adulthood thinking that you can just completely forget about it. Because I grew up, uh, I grew up Catholic. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah uh, good Latino Catholic boy. Yeah. Um, so Dude, yeah, I'm not. Very I don't see any Santitos in your room. I know, I know. No, uh, what's it called? No crucifix. Actually, there's uh, there is a cross if you see right above our door um, that I think my mom gave us. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. And that's no. that's what you look at when you get into bed every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think about Jesus <laughs> with the crown of thorns in his head. It's not a crucifix. It's to be fair. It's oh, a cross. it's a cross. Okay. Yes. So I think it says uh, it says love on it. So it's a little nice. It's a little it's a little subtle. Yeah. Uh, he he does love us more than uh, anyone else. Does. But the yeah, you're the the cruci- the specifically like when I go down to Mexico, <laughs> they have like shops full of crucifix, and like it's like the bloodier the better. Like <laughs> there's like the the most standard crucifix there is more gory than anything we have in America. Right. It's like hostile yeah. in a saw movie. It's, it's like it makes gore you... porn. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you like. It's, I guess the point is to build up that Catholic guilt. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, again, it's a big part of me. So it's like, I think we, we got married in the Cathedral of Los Angeles. Because oh, I yeah, said, yeah, if I'm yeah. getting married in a church, I'm getting married in the biggest church in this fucking city. Yeah, totally. It was huge. That's a very Mormon thought, too. Oh, yeah. But it's the, temple, the Salt Lake yeah. Temple. Um, that's, people, that's people, like the place. That's the Mecca. So I was going to say, uh, to the, the first guest on your show, Ashley, she's talking about her sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And she said it was at the Salt Lake Temple. Yep. Is it, even if you're not from Utah, like you fly, it's like a destination wedding in Utah. Uh-huh. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I think her sister, to be fair to Ashley and her sister, I think they they grew up in Utah. Oh, okay. But, but, we, but still, we, yeah, I it, think... that, that is a, a known thing. Because like, there's nothing like that for Catholics. Right. Like We don't fly to Notre Dame in Paris or anything like that. Yeah. I got married, when I got married, I'm divorced, when I got married it was in a temple, um, it happened to be a smaller one, but only because that's where uh, our family were, was from yeah. and stuff, um, but you look in most Mormon houses, there's a photo on the wall of the parents dressed in white standing in front of the LDS temple, but what you are saying before about how the, a lot of the guests seem to have a little bit more of maybe a progressive attitude and they were like trying mm-hmm. to be cool in high school. Yeah. Like I definitely had that idea of myself like, oh, I'm going to skate and I'm going to wear chains yeah. and I'm going to go goth. Go, I'm going to go goth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but was very much involved with the church, going to uh, dances every weekend. Uh, what started as a to like get me more involved my mom paid me to go to church dances and i went <laughs> 15 dollars, which in 2002 was uh, that's a lot, that was of, a lot money, of money yeah. and of course there were a lot of people my age and girls and i got roped in i ended up doing it almost every weekend so 
during the week at high school, I would lie about, no, I'm not Mormon. Right. People right. are like, well, what are you doing every morning when you go to that Bible class? <laughs> <laughs> flipping off the, flipping the priest off? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> uh, I go there to just upper deck the bathroom. <laughs> upper decking is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah. was like fully indoctrinated by the time I like got to college and then became a Mormon missionary. So what what is that? Like, what is the... Because I, I heard that a lot on the podcast, too. Like, the idea of going on a mission. Like, I, I have a base idea, but, like, is that something that everyone has to do? Is it, like, a rite of passage? Or is mm. it, like, a choice? Yeah, it's it's definitely not, like, joining the IDF if you're in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Gal Gadot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But... It's certainly expected of men. Okay, because yeah. like with, with Catholicism, like you've got the three, the big three: you got baptism, uh, um, Eucharist, and then confirmation. It's like you're not considered like a full member of the church unless you do those. But you get them all out of the way by the time you're like 15. But like with a mission, you're like an adult, and like you have to go out and like. Right. Yeah. So when I went, it was 19. Now the the people, the men are 18 when they go out. Uh-huh. So I've got two brothers that are preparing to go at this point. Um, love you bros. What does it involve? So you you leave for two years. Okay. And you don't know where you're going to go when you uh, apply to become a missionary, but uh, they they give you an assignment, and my assignment was South America. I went to Paraguay. See, I think when you hear the word, because uh, in any religion, when you hear the word missionary, you think this, this overseas, this foreign land... Uh, on your podcast, Ashley went to Arizona. <laughs> I was like, what? But okay, yeah, South America makes a little my, more sense. My yeah. stepdad went to Utah. <laughs> That's pretty went, easy. That's like the easy gig. Yeah. He went to Provo, Utah. Yeah, there's not a lot there's not a lot you can do there. He ended up hasn't been done. He met his first wife. Oh well. <laughs> Who he's still married to and now married to my mom. Alright. Uh, a polygamist. Spiritually speaking, right, right. His first wife passed away, ah, but in Mormonism, in Mormonism, yeah, you're married forever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a spiritual polygamist. <laughs> Do you guys don't have uh, annulments? Uh, that is possible. Uh-huh. It's an arduous process. Yeah, same here. Same here. So uh, you, yes, I did get to go to a foreign land and learn Spanish and had a, a very eye-opening experience, nice. and at times traumatic, at times sure. joyful. Um, but you are proselytizing and you are ostensibly a salesman. You are a Mormon salesman. Right. So that you go into, I'm sure some of the people listening have seen the guys on the street wearing the ties and the placards. Or have seen Book of Mormon. The musical. The musical. Uh, which fun. is completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. Detail for detail. Uh... That is the way you get rid of AIDS. Um, <laughs> so you are just, it's a, it's an indoctrination experience for the missionary and for the people that are being taught. So right. the idea is that after your mission, you will return to the world just fully committed to the church. Right. And hopefully you've brought a lot of people along with you. Um, you can't of course drink or smoke like right, any mormon but you also can't watch television um 
Listen, two years? Two years, no movies. That's two seasons of television. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in that time. As we've seen via Game of Thrones. I know. I had a lot of uh, just shoot me to catch up on. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> um, it was all on DVD. I needed to watch it. Um, you can't date. You can't have sex. You, you can never have sex, right? You, until you're married. Until you're married. Yeah. So you can't get married when you're 19. You got to go on your mission. But yeah, you can't kiss girls. You can't be alone with women. That's intense. You always have a companion with you. So I was 24 7 with another guy for two years. Are you still friends with them? Some of them I'm Facebook friends with. Oh, okay. Do you like you're not close with any of them? I'm not close with any mm, of them. A lot of very decent, cool yeah, people. Cool guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them I loathed. <laughs> <laughs> so just like any any collection of people. Correct. Um All right. Well I think you, you're beginning to answer it, so I want to get into it right now. Uh Chris, what gives you the right? What <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of Mormons out there. Yep. There's a lot of ex Mormons out there. Or or questioning Mormons or yep. doubting Mormons. Uh, and a lot of them, I'm assuming, have had sex. A lot of a lot of non-verge Mormons. That's true. Uh, so what what gives what makes you so special to to speak to this podcast? Why do you think we need this podcast from you? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, the answer is nobody needed <laughs> me to do this. <laughs> I would argue that out of all the podcasts I've I've interviewed, people need yours. I think yours is the most useful. Yeah. So, I hope my roommate is in that room right there, and I've I've done him on the podcast. So uh-huh. I hope he didn't hear that. But <laughs> Andrew, no one needs to know about classic cartoons. <laughs> Burns, no one needs to know about power moves. But I feel like you know yours provides value. I really right. do. Thanks, man. Um, I I think that the world certainly needs. So my podcast, we we talk to the guests about what like their parents taught them about sex when they were growing up, kind of their. F- first sexual experiences it's never like it's never graphic we don't really go into deep but it's more of like what's the timeline like and at what point did you have uh a change of heart about like your perspective on sexuality or feminism a spring awakening right a lot of Uh, musical references in this episode i apologize (laughs) springtime for joseph smith (laughs) um so as far as like the worldview that I'm bringing to the show, like I'm still an evangelist. Right. Yeah. I'm not Mormon anymore, but I'm, I still have that tendency to want to spread ideas. Yeah. And the tendency to think I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm bringing, I mean, I, while I've taken a break from the show, I've gone like, why was I doing this this whole time? And I think, a lot of us have I'll just I'll speak for myself. I had a delusion to a certain extent that I can change people's minds. Oh, I had that a hundred percent. Yeah. I was in I literally uh, have told my therapist I'm positive that if I was in a room with anyone, with a uh, hardcore MAGA person, an ISIS terrorist, I could convince them why they were wrong. <laughs> and uh, she's told me, that's insane. That's a crazy thing to think. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you. I, I tell my therapist the same shit. <laughs> and my therapist is a little bit nicer than your therapist. Uh, no, my therapist is awesome. <laughs> 
therapist kind of sounds like a dick. Uh, my therapist is better than your therapist, and I'm going to convince you why. Um, Look, you put my therapist in the room with your therapist, and she'll kick her ass. <laughs> my therapist is my dad, and if you're dad. Um, yeah, so it, it comes from a place of like, oh... If one of my, if my mom were to just listen to this podcast, I could convince her that the things she taught me about sex weren't right. If my brothers listened to this podcast, I could maybe convince them to not go on missions. Right, right. I could convince them to have a better attitude towards women. Um, it's, I think, like from a very, from a broad stance, it's like I think these ideas are sound. I believe that. The world needs more sex positivity. I believe that if we were to approach sex with a healthier attitude and uh, discuss sex more often, that our sex lives would improve and that there would be less pain in the world. Um, and that Mormonism is uh, just something I'm an expert on, having grown up true, in it. True. So I could like lend some authority to that conversation and find common ground with the people I'm interviewing and draw out certain stories that maybe other people wouldn't be able to draw out so i'm uh, that's like the one little niche where i can be maybe more unique than like a more traditional sex podcast like a dr ruth like a dr ruth or uh a dan savage um dr jana uh just kind of throwing out some of you those know sex of, podcasts you know a lot of sex experts yeah sex experts uh, Shannon Boudreaux. I'm obsessed. Ah, oh, Shan, our our good friend from good Full Spring. Yeah. Yep. So, I I'm a I'm like I'm coming from that angle, but on the very like personal and like I guess like as far as my ego goes, it's it's coming from a place of oh I think I am right, and so I I hope that I could like convince people to come to my little island. And declare me the, like the 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 king of being right about that's sex a, and religion. That's a, that's a very good. It's uh, a very good answer to that question. I think. Uh, I think this might be one of the only times that someone has convinced me. You have a right. You have a right to this podcast. <laughs> you deserve this podcast. I'm um, not saying I deserve it. <laughs> I'm saying that like I I'm I'm for I'm wheeling it into the world uh, because I'm. Because I can't just like let it go. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know. So well, then, why the hi- why the hiatus? What's going on there? So I make the show or made the show with uh, one of my great friends, Colin Hatch. Uh, Colin, yep, and he's he's been there from day one and produced the show and was the the art like the second part to Celestial Sex. Right. And uh, yeah, him and I had a conversation about you know stopping the show what if we stopped and and that's where we are right now and i'm like i haven't deleted the show yeah no it's still up there i occasionally still tweet from the twitter account (laughs) (laughs) i tweet stuff like uh if you are an active mormon and you are not openly condemning the church's stance on homosexuality then baby you're complicit (laughs) Use it as like your your militant political uh, vehicle. I love that, and I I enjoy riling up the more conservative uh, Mormons that are on Twitter and arguing with them. 
it it's like it's not yeah it's not completely healthy but it's also like fuck how do how do i deal with yeah. these feelings um and i think also kind of coming to terms with hey maybe some like these reasons that are maybe more based in ego is like as to why i'm doing a show like okay what if i pause and just kind of like work on that in therapy yeah. and and just think about like why i'm doing it and you know i i'm 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 tackling a subject that is it is very interesting to me and i i love learning about sex i think i was listening to a lot of savage love cast when mm-hmm. i made the show and it's like Dan Savage has been doing this for decades, right? Yeah. But there's some of that, like, I mean, this is like the buzzword right now, but some of that Dunning-Kruger effect going on where, like, I think I'm a bigger expert than I actually am. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, time to turn the mic on. I mean, that's fair, yeah. That's why I have this podcast, because I thought, uh, you know what, I, I bet you... I know more people with podcasts than anyone else in the world, so I could get, uh, I could probably keep a steady flow of guests. Uh, and this is this is episode five, and I'm already like, right. I spent I spent all day yesterday sending out emails like, please be on this show, please be on this show. Well, and that's the other part. It's tough to run a show for forever. I mean, the fact like a podcast is just endless like yeah. they, you, you have stop? to put something out every yeah. week i used to i remember when uh i think it was logan paul or jake paul one of those fucking idiots uh you know, they, i think it was it was logan after the uh the suicide forest mm. uh controversy um he posted like you know i'm so sorry blah 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 um it's just you know it's very stressful on me i mean i put out a full-on tv show every day and i'm like <laughs> You have no idea. As someone who's worked in television, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is not a TV show. But on the other hand, not to give any credit to what he's saying, but, like, just generating content in general, like, it is, like, it's fucking tough. I'm, I think uh, specifically with, you know, never mind. Uh, fuck Logan Paul. Because he's just putting the camera on himself. That's easy. I could put a camera on myself every day. But, like, getting guests is, like, it's tough, man. It's tough to wrangle people and like with my show i'm trying to wrangle people who are okay broadcasting yeah super super, super intimate, personal personal intimate. stuff yeah, about yeah, their yeah. lives which i'm extremely grateful to all the guests that have done it and i'm i'm sensitive to it and and that was another thing it's like i at a certain point like most of the guests that were on the show were people that volunteered right i like a lot of them just reached out and were like, hey, I, I like this idea. I want to lend my voice to it. Right. Cool. Um, and then when that runs out, it's like, I, I, I didn't feel good kind of hounding it's people. A very, come, yeah, it's yeah. a very personal, uh, you know, not touchy subject, but it, it, there's... It's a weird thing to write an email and be like, "You want to talk about your sex life?" Yeah. Which we actually—I don't know—I don't know if you were on that, but uh, at our old place of business, there is a, a podcast there, uh, which they call them podcasts, but they were more like talk shows because they had full-on sets and everything. Right. Uh, but there was one there with um, this YouTuber. The Steve Harvey Show is a St- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oprah had a podcast. That's right. Um, there was one there with a YouTuber, Timothy DeLaghetto, and he did an episode all about like. I think he had a sex expert on, and they were mm. doing, like, sex questions. So we did actually randomly get an email, a work-wide email, that was like, hey, would you guys be interested uh, talking about your sex lives on camera? 
So maybe just copy and paste that email and send it out to your guests, Chris. I remember that email, and I replied to that so email did I. with did a you? bogus video about <laughs> sticking stuff up my ass, and I think they played it. <laughs> I replied. Uh, I replied with one that <laughs> with I, I, <laughs> I replied with a video where I said, "Yeah, my sex question is um, I never had any complaints." Uh, I might be too good at sex. <laughs> is uh, is there something I can do to maybe confirm this? <laughs> they did not pick that one. Uh, I have a relative who uh, had three of her husbands die on top of her. What? Yes. <laughs> now, these were older husbands. Still, this is wild. Yeah. So this was one of my great-grandmother's. And she was married about seven times. And a lot of these marriages were later in life. Right. And so the men just kept getting older and older. And apparently they had active sex lives. And three of them had heart attacks uh, on top of her. There has to be some kind of I don't of know like... that they were on top of no, her. But Maybe still, they were above, like, below her. I mean... <laughs> they... These were step-grandpas. I, I actually don't even remember most of their names. There has to be like... And especially if it's great grandma, like back then, there's got to be some kind of superstitions here, right? Like the Deuce family curse. Like, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, it was, uh, the, the I mean, word got around and it was, I feel like the attitude was kind of like, damn, grandma's horny. <laughs> Which, Which is better than the Deuce family curse, I suppose. Yeah, that is better than the Deuce Maybe family the Deuce family curse, curse is just a lot of horniness. Yeah, certainly. I I I inherited my horniness from my grandmother. <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy though. That is that's it, like a it's wild man. I, that's like someone saying they've been struck by lightning. Like that is a very very fun party fact that you can throw out. It's it's really fun. It's the reason my girlfriend and I are together right now. What she, she heard about the Deuce family curse <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, moved in with me. All right. Well. uh... I think uh, we'll get into the the last segment now, the okay. Fuck Your Podcast Fun Size. Great. Uh, this is where I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, who podcasts the podcasters? Well, I do. I'm going to turn the mic on you, uh, literally and figuratively, and we're going to run an episode of Celestial Sex right now. First episode after the hiatus, Celestial Sex. Um, it's going to be a lightning round, though. I'm going to do uh, a couple quick questions in a row. I want you to answer them as fast as possible, and uh, let's just get right into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Celestial Sex. I'm your host, Mike T. Uh, today my uh, my guest is uh, Chris Deuce. Chris, right off the top, you eat ass? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love eating ass. I do. I love ass. I like, I like buttholes. I like butt cheeks. Uh, Chris. Big, big fan. <laughs> Chris, you, uh, you verge. Am I a verge? You verge? Uh, I am not, um, and I also don't believe in virginity. Oh, hold on. Interesting. Let's do, let's At dig least into the this. term. I think the idea is archaic. Okay. And I prefer the longer, clunkier phrase, first time I had sex. Interesting. I think virginity brings with it the weight of penis and vagina penetration is sex. That's true. It also brings a little bit of uh, Santa Maria into it. That's true. Um, 
who, you know, rest in peace. <laughs> she did die. <laughs> she did die. That is a thing. Um, um, it, yeah, that's it, interesting. Yeah, it brings it brings. Uh, it's, a, it's it's a it's a problematic word essentially. It's, it, it's yeah. It doesn't it doesn't fully it doesn't do the like the idea justice. I think it it pushes us more towards uh, a conservative idea of sex or like a shameful idea of mm. sex that if you've lost your yeah, virginity, was, yeah. like that there's something now missing rather than, hey, I gained a new experience. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. This fun size episode took a turn into into real <laughs> real growth and uh, and learning. I'm um, so sorry. No, that's fine. I'm I mean, so I, I you know, I it's a problematic word. Now, I I will say I do use it often because anytime uh, my wife does something silly or dumb, I always say virgin. To which she says, <laughs> "We've had sex." <laughs> Um, I don't want to discourage you from doing <laughs> that. that never, I'm gonna keep doing that's that. That's a good bit. But uh, yeah, in you know, in reality, I like that. The the first time I had sex, cool. So uh, so you're an avid sex haver. Well, I don't know if you're avid. I know you are sex. <laughs> I'm on haver. premiere actually. Uh, <laughs> that's a little uh, post production humor for for all you editors out there. Um, so yeah, uh, let me well, let me ask about your Mormon upbringing. Um, what was your what was your experience with with sex? What was your what was like one of the first things you remember learning about sex? Uh, I remember a kid on the playground in like fourth grade, a kid who I would later on see walking through my neighborhood smoking a cigar <laughs> as a sixth grader. <laughs> I love this guy already. <laughs> I remember him being like, I'm like, what, nine? He's like, you masturbate, huh? And I was like, no. <laughs> had no idea what that was no clue what that was no you definitely masturbate it feels good doesn't it and i'm like what the hell are you talking about and i think i was like no that's gross um i had no clue what was going on did you ask your parents about it i i think i waited i didn't i think i held off and would later on probably find out what it was from like my stepbrother i think uh, my step i, yeah, I eventually yeah. got older stepbrothers and I, they taught me a lot about what sex was because they were a bit uh filthier than i was <laughs> dirty boys um i remember finding porn at the uh, bike jumps when i was <gasps> i found porn at uh it was so i went to catholic school from uh-huh. kindergarten to 12th grade damn and when we were in yeah uh you're impressed, aren't you? I'm impressed. <laughs> and when we were in, I think, sixth grade, uh, there was a, you know, like the playground, there was a chain link fence that separated the playground from some dude's backyard. And there was definitely a torn up page from a Hustler magazine, yep. uh, like underneath the chain. And we used a stick to drag it over <laughs> into the play, like into the playground. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. It's a quintessential uh you know, experience for someone back then. I That's mean, true. I don't, yeah. I I mean don't, now you're not yeah. going to find porn ripped up anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's just immediately <laughs> in your face when you open your phone now. Although um, I will say, uh, I recently learned that you know the whole the old joke of like I read Playboy for the articles. Yeah. I recently learned that actually Playboy journalists were like really good. Right. <laughs> like the articles were actually very uh, uh, intellectual. Right. Uh, yeah. You, so now you I kind of wish I could read some old Playboy articles. I know that like Village Voice went under when they took down Backpage, 
okay. uh, which was the escort website. Uh-huh. And because of, I believe it's called Sosta Festa, I could be screwing up those uh, uh, consonants, but there's now a law that you can't advertise uh, adult services on the internet. Um, to cut down on sex trafficking. And it's a horrible law because now prostitutes or escorts uh, are now on the streets rather than, right. you know, online where mm-hmm. it's safer to weed out people. Anyways, I think you, fuck, I could be spreading fake news. Sosta, or uh, the Village Voice was the parent company to Backpage. And when they took down Backpage, Village Voice went down. We lost good journalism. It's crazy. It sucks. Um, um, anyways, oh, but as far as the, the porn that we found, I remember my stepdad going to the bike jumps with a wheelbarrow and gathering all of it, bringing it back to our wait, house. Wait, how much porn was there? <laughs> a wheelbarrow? There was a wheelbarrow full of Dear porn. God. <laughs> Imagine, like, a, a cord of wood. <laughs> that much porn. Oh, my God. Uh, he brings it back to our backyard and uh, pours it kerosene all over it, sets it on fire. And I just remember watching the porn burn and then returning to the wheelbarrow to like sift through the scraps to see <laughs> if I can find any titties. <laughs> that's a that's a. I mean, was that a traumatic experience? That sounds traumatic. It was. I remember it being. Well, it stood out. Maybe not traumatic, but, like, yeah, intense. It was like, intense. Yeah. yeah, seeing, like, porn burn in your yeah, backyard. That's, in, that's It's a religious experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, I do remember sleeping, like, having, like, a living room sleep, like, camp out that night. Uh-huh. And I think I told my mom, like, Mom, I can still picture all the stuff I saw at the skate park. Like, I can't get the images out of my mind. And it, my mom was very much, like, worried about me. You've been possessed. Um, I, yeah, I was possessed by uh, the demon of uh, horniness. I think there's there is a study that's like, it takes uh, I think it's like two or three years to get like particular images out of here. Specifically, anything that brings you pleasure, like oh. that image will stay in your head for like three years, basically. Like you could like instantly recall the image. I mean, I'm coming up on 25 years, and you can still remember <laughs> the burn the burn pornography. Um, uh, yeah, before we uh, before we end, I have a little anecdote too about a uh, an older kid asking me about masturbation. What is that, by the way? With older kids, like it's, it's their weird way of yeah. trying to pass on knowledge without like being loving and kind. These are not sound people. Yeah, that are no, doing yeah. Because uh, I definitely kids... didn't do this to anyone. Oh no, no, not at all. Uh, I was at a I was at the public pool, uh, and these older kids that were you know, like two grades above me in my school. Uh, they came up and they're like, "Hey, because uh, I think there was, I think like there were, it had gotten out that I had a crush on a girl in eighth grade when I was in sixth grade. Uh, she was gorgeous, very nice, very kind. She was the kind that would like you know like see you on the playground and like say hi. And when you're that age, you're like, wow, like she noticed me. So I think it got out that I was like in love with her. And uh, these guys came out to me and they were like, "Hey, so who do you think about when you masturbate? Like it's Jessica, isn't it? Ugh. And then I was like trying to be cool and suave and kind of funny is this is this is one of those examples that uh like comedy writers and funny people realize at a young age like i can use comedy to turn this around i was yeah. like oh you know i think about myself <laughs> <laughs> which backfired which backfired because then they're like oh you're a guy like that's gay i was like 
What? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's gay to uh, think about yourself. It's gay to love yourself. Oh, yeah, man. definitely don't look at your own dick when you're jacking up. <laughs> you have to keep your eyes, keep your eyes towards heaven. Um, keep your eyes on that cross above your bed. <laughs> it's a good cross, Chris. It's a kind. It's, it's actually meant to be an ornament. I'm pretty sure, but we yeah. uh, don't have a Christmas tree anymore. So, seeing as it's mid March, mid March. Um, all right, this has been an this has been an educational experience. I would say that's too bad. I was trying to just help you have a funny, fun. I mean, time. look, it's both. It's it's fun detainment. You know, Great. I love it. Hilarotainment. Thank you for having me too. Of course, man. Thanks for coming. Very excited to have done this. Um, I mean, I you know I say every episode the whole thing is a plug, but this is the the last minute to plug last minute plug section. So. Go ahead and plug away. Uh, I'll be at uh, the UCB Franklin for the Three Princes show on uh, March 22nd. Oh, nice. If you're around L.A. That's this weekend, y'all. And uh, going to do some improv comedy. Nice. All right, all right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite piece of entertainment. <laughs> I actually, I remember... Uh, I remember uh, telling our friend Mary Sasson, who's big in the UCB scene, um, when she told me she did improv, I was like, ugh. And she was like, no, 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 no. Have you ever seen UCB improv? And I was like, no. I've seen, like, you know, my friend's Harry Potter improv <laughs> She was like, that's why you don't like improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come to UCB. So, uh, yeah, if anyone out there is heard the word improv and was immediately turned off, trust me, it's always good at UCB. Um, that's a guarantee that that's I'm going to make. not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh awesome uh you guys can also you can follow him at uh you at just chris, chris at chris deuce at chris deuce d-u-c-e you can follow us at fuck your podcast fck your podcast that's on instagram that's on twitter um you know go ahead and like subscribe leave a review all that stuff uh chris fuck your podcast buddy <laughs>